Hello and welcome to the monthly Megabyte CEO Barometer. At Megabyte, we track the financial performance, corporate activity and strategic positioning of over 5,000 of the UK's leading software, ICT services and digital services firms. Each month, our research team analyzes hundreds of financial results, company results, and dozens of corporate transactions across the UK tech sector. And as well as delivering um, extensive company financial data on those results and uh, transaction data on the, tran on the corporate deals that we, uh, that we look at, our team leverages some 500 CEO relationships to bring our subscribers deep, uh, deep insights into the companies and the peer groups that we track at Megabyte. The aim of this show every month is to summarise the research and the data that the, the team at Megabyte have gathered and, and written over the previous month and to pull out the key themes and the key trends and help you to understand what that might mean for the outlook, particularly focusing on corporate activity and valuations. Of course, subscribers to our research service can get access to all of our data and research on our technology platform. Um, and if you think that what we do and the research that we provide may be of interest to you, we'd love to hear from you. Please just go to our website at megabyte.com, click on request a, request a demo, and our customer team will be very happy to help you out. So here's a quick canter through the key takeaways for this month. It was actually a better month for share prices in the UK tech sector, albeit they were down very slightly again, but that's an improvement on a couple of very difficult months during January and February, as you will be aware, I'm sure capital markets generally have been under a lot of pressure with all of the macro, uh, macro um, headwinds going on. Um, actually, the wider UK market was up slightly and the US tech sector was up. So the UK market, UK tech sector did underperform very slightly in, in, uh, in March, but a, a pretty decent month overall. Deal flow was actually pretty positive. Uh, we registered over 100 deals, 103 deals in our database uh, during, uh, during March. That was up on um, February and January, uh, but down very significantly on March 2021. As you'll probably remember, there was a big rush for the door in a lot of businesses as the, it was widely believed there was going to be changes to the capital gains tax uh, rules at last year's budget. Those never materialised, but the deals did materialise. So actually the deal flow was down from 176 last year to 103 this year. But that's not really representative of the underlying activity levels. They're pretty strong. Looking at the individual categories within that briefly, um, M&A volumes were strong, uh, uh, 48 uh, deals uh, in March, down on last year for the reasons I've outlined, but actually we're seeing sort of 50 deals or so each month um, in the sector, and, and so March was representative of that and a decent, a decent performance. Private equity, again, eight transactions during March um, and uh, down again on last year. Massive month in uh, March last year. 23 private equity transactions in March last year. Amazing. Um, but again, broadly in line with what we've seen for the last few months. So we're seeing a good solid level of private equity activity in the market. Um, capital markets is not a great story uh, and the problems we've seen with, with share prices under pressure over the last few months has already significantly impacted the IPO market as you're probably aware and I've talked about on the podcast for the last few months but we're also not seeing a huge amount in terms of follow-on public offerings. There were a few during March but they were very small. Um, and last but not least, venture and growth capital. Very interesting month for this because I've been concerned for those of you who've watched the show or listened to the show for the last few months about the possibility of some weakness there. We saw very good transaction volumes again in March uh, for venture and growth capital, 43 deals actually up on the last couple of months. But deal value, so total deal values, funds raised rather than valuations was 500, just, just over 500 million in March. Um, and that is very substantially down on what we've seen in uh, recent months, excluding sort of huge transactions, we've basically been seeing about one to one and a half billion of raised 
raising a month uh, in venture and growth capital. So what's critical for me, what's really interesting for me is, is this weaker month in March, is that symptomatic of a slowdown, particularly in the later stage venture capital funding, or is it just a blip? And we'll talk about some of those themes as I go through the show. So that's just a quick count through the main themes. We'll drill into all of the detail of that as we go through this month's show. So turning first to what's been going on in the capital markets. And um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it was a it was an, it was an okay month for share prices in the UK tech sector relative to what we've seen in the, in the previous couple of months. Overall, share prices were down about 1% across the universe of about 150 UK listed tech stocks that we track. And the EV EBITDA was down slightly more than that to about 15 and a half times uh, across the sector. Uh, bear in mind, of course, that, that number was um, north of 20 a few months ago. So we have seen about a 25% reduction overall in average valuations in the quoted sector in the last few months. Um, within the overall universe, software share prices were down slightly. ICT services were up slightly. And valuations and uh, software are now currently running at about 18 and a half times current year EV EBITDA. That's down from the mid 20s um, a few months ago. And ICT services is a bit more robust at uh, about 13.7 times. They were up at 15, 16 times a few months ago. So we've seen significant reduction in valuations as share prices, share prices have come under pressure in recent months. Uh, for context, the FTSE 250 was up uh, 3% in uh, March. Um, as you'll be aware, probably the, the 250 is a really good uh, representative of the broader UK economy. Um, so the tech sector, uh, UK tech sector underperforming uh, the wider market um, in March and also underperforming the US tech sector as measured partly by the NASDAQ, which obviously is not a tech index, but is tech heavy. That was up 5%, strong rebound of the NASDAQ, and valuations were also up about 5% to 17 times on the NASDAQ. And significantly, the Bessemer Venture, Venture Partners uh, NASDAQ Cloud Index, this is an index of the sort of leading high growth uh, SaaS stocks, mainly SaaS stocks in the US. That rebounded after a terrible run, um, about 12% in the month, uh, but the EV, 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 EV sales multiple is still running at about 13 times, so uh, no, no real change there, and that, that, that multiple has halved in the last 12 months. So we're still seeing very substantial valuation pressure on the kind of the real halo stocks um, on the stock market. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, and we'll talk about later, as being a bit concerned about what is going on in the venture capital market, particularly late stage venture capital, because uh, a lot of those deals are using that BVP NASDAQ cloud index as a benchmark. So I can't, I can't see how they cannot have an impact on VC valuations, but we will see. Um, just turning then to deal flow within capital markets, no IPOs again this month. There were four in this month last year um, and four follow on public offerings, um, a similar amount to the number last year. But as I mentioned earlier, uh, very little in the way, uh, very small deals, uh, a total of only 10 million raised in four public follow on public offerings um, over the last uh, over the last uh, uh, few weeks. And if you want any kind of indication of what's happening in capital markets, uh, you just have a read of the Numis results, which were out uh, last week or the week before. And uh, Numis, as you'll probably be aware, one of the leading kind of mid market stockbrokers, uh, investment banks in the London market, and their revenues were down 36 uh, percent in the first half of the year to March. So that gives you an idea of what what's going on in the capital markets from a deal flow perspective. In terms of the outlook, um, there doesn't seem to be too much going on in terms of uh, public company valuations. It feels like we've reached a new lower level now, but it's, you know the volatility remains. I don't see any particular prospect of the IPO market reopening anytime soon. 
I guess it's possible we might see some activity later in the year, but as long as we've got these concerns around, uh, around inflation and rising interest rates, I think we're, we're going to see capital outflows from the market and that's going to impact the ability of, uh, of, of um, fund managers to put any capital into IPOs. Um, and again, we haven't seen any yet, but I wouldn't be at all surprised to see public to private. We have actually seen one effectively. We've seen uh, Tungsten, being, uh, Tungsten Network being acquired by Kofax effectively taken private. So we are starting to see some, and I wouldn't be at all surprised to see some more evaluations where they are and the wave of private equity money is still there. So a bit of a mixed story on capital markets. In the next section, we'll talk about what's been happening in private equity. So turning next to what's been happening in private equity, and it's a much more positive story. Uh, eight deals registered on our database during March. As I said, way down on last year, but that's not really a representative comparison. We are seeing that kind of number of deals on a month-to-month -month basis now. So quite stable across the private equity landscape uh, in the UK tech sector. We registered three ICT services deals, five software deals during March. Um, half the deals, four were secondary buyouts and half were management buyouts. So a typical, what we're now seeing is I think again is a typical month. Just countering through some of the key deals, um, Fortero is very interesting. This is actually a European uh, registered business, but it's headquartered in the UK now. We track it. It's interesting. This is a, a manufacturing ERP software business of some scale, and it's now being run by the team that um, grew Core HR and sold it to Access Group a couple of years ago. Uh, that is uh, being acquired by Partners Group in a deal valued at just under a billion euros, uh, 834 million sterling. And it'd be very interesting to see, it's another big deal in the European enterprise software space, which is, is, a, is a darling, something of a darling of the uh, mid-market PE, mid and upper market PE guys. And uh, interesting particularly to see what Fortero does now in terms of M&A. They have been acquisitive in the past, but um, I think we're ex we would expect them to become a lot more acquisitive now they've got this recap with partners behind them. So keep an eye on that one. Inspired Thinking Group in the MarTech space. This is a, we don't have a deal value for this because we haven't got recent financials. Bridgepoint rebacked this. Bridgepoint were involved earlier on in the company's history um, and have now uh, reacquired it. Uh, that will be a three-digit million uh, a deal value for that, so a significant deal in the MarTech space. Also, broadly in MarTech, um, Frazy, uh, this is actually a, an, a rare VC to PE deal, Albion exiting uh, to capital D, um, so that is another kind of interesting deal in the MarTech space. We don't have a deal value on that, um, but, but a meaningful deal in the sector. And sort of related, but um, different Lumi Global. This was a recap from the Vespa Capital portfolio. Lumi is an interesting business actually. It's, it's in the meeting technology space and it's differentiated and in in it focuses on um, kind of compliance type meetings, AGMs and things like that, particularly where you've got, uh, where you've got um, some in-person and some virtual, which um, anyone who's been involved in organising AGMs will know is a pain. So this is growing like topsy Lumi and uh, Vespa have taken, a, uh, taken the opportunity to recap that, which is, which is great for them and for the business, I guess. And interestingly, in the healthcare space, we've not seen a lot in healthcare and private equity over the last few months, uh, but um, Nourish Care System, small deal for LivingBridge, 30, 40 people in that company, uh, but growing very rapidly. Interesting to see LivingBridge playing at that smaller space. They've been trying to go upscale, but... Uh, so obviously see something, uh, something attractive about nourish care, nourish care systems, so we'll keep an eye on that one. In ICT services, smart capital technology, this is inventory as a service, a bit like Agilitas, which has been a very successful PE back business for a number of years um, in, the, in the kind of break-fix market, servicing the break-fix market. We estimate a £25 million uh, buyout, management buyout backed by Westbridge. 
Um, slightly bigger, quite a lot bigger, Aspire technology uh, in uh, the uh, telecom services space, an 85 million pound management buyout led by LDC, 12 to 13 times EBITDA, so solidifying that kind of valuation uh, metric at four kind of uh, strong telecom services businesses at well above 10 times now. Um, so, you know, a, 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 I mean, it's a chunky deal, but a run rate deal, if you like, in that part of the market. And CTI Capital, this is one of these roll-up digital agencies, a bit like TPX in the quoted space. A 25 million pound minority investment from LDC. We're just seeing so much demand in sort of digital services. This is this is more at the agency end of digital services rather than the kind of Kanos, slightly more sort of techie end of digital services. They, um, CTI have already done five deals before LDC got involved. No doubt they'll be doing a lot more deals um, uh, in this part of the market because there's just seemingly, seemingly no shortage of demand, particularly in public sector organisations for this kind of uh, service line. So interesting to see where they go from now with LDC money behind them. So overall then bring it all together, a, a typical month, solid, strong month for private equity deals. And we see that continuing as we go through the current year. Uh, no particular uh, impact on valuations so far. I think we have overall seen a little bit of a reduction in valuations. There's still lots of hotspots around though. Data I'll talk about a bit as we go through VC and M&A. Uh, anything to do with IT consulting is attracting a premium at the moment and there are other areas. But the sort of um, more tr traditional, if you like, IT services, um, uh, uh, telecom services, enterprise software, we're seeing valuations being relatively stable and relatively uh, insulated from some of the capital markets reductions in valuations so far, but I think we will see a little bit of uh, a little bit of modest pressure probably as we go through the year. So that's it on private equity. I'll talk next about what's been happening in venture and growth capital. So a really very interesting month to talk through in venture and growth capital in the sense that uh, we had, a, as I said at the top of the show, a very interesting um, deal, a significant deal flow. So 43 deals in the month, really solid, down from last year as everything else is down from last March, but, but, but up on the last couple of months in terms of deal volume. Deal value though, just, done just over half a billion. And that's down from 1.3 billion uh, last year. But actually more significantly, we've been seeing one to one and a half billion raised pretty much every month for the last 18 months in venture and growth capital. Actually last month it was over two and a half billion, partly because we had that monster deal from FNZ, billion, dollar, billion pound deal from FNZ. And it's very striking what we've seen this month is that really strong deal flow in the earlier series as we always do, and actually even if anything stronger, but no, um, what we describe as a mega deal, above 100 million raised. So no late stage kind of VC uh, funding, uh, which, is, which is fundamentally what the reason why the, um, the O total raised has been lower. Uh, so that's, that's kind of interesting. And as I'll talk, about it, uh, talk a bit about it at the end, is like, what does that mean for the outlook clearly? But just running through the stats and a few of the deals, um, as always, very heavily software related. Uh, 42, of the, 42 of the 43 deals were software deals. And actually we haven't had a big, it's the first month for ages, we haven't had a big uh, FTTB, fiber to the premise type uh, deal, digging the roads up deal as I call them, um, first time for ages. Within software, um, three deals probably of note that were not quite mega deals, but, but very substantial deals. Builder.ai, this is a 76 million uh, Series C led by Insight Partners. This is a low code, no code development platform. So really focusing on that kind of mega trend. 
omnipresent. This is HCM software, but again, the, the, the kind of um, remote working mega trend coming in here because it's, it's HCM software focused very much on recruitment, recruiting and retrain, re retaining remote teams globally. Tencent leading a 90 million Series D sterling there. And thirdly, Ampliance. This is a 76 million Series D also uh, led by Fairview Equity with Octopus, the existing shareholder participating in that, uh, in that part of the market. And that is in um, broadening the e-commerce kind of space, Ampliance e-commerce software. Uh, in terms of other segments, uh, we're in software, enterprise busy again, 18 deals, so what's that about? Just under half of the software deals in enterprise. And picking out here this data theme, which I'll talk about again in the next section, uh, data and automation peer group registering five deals, so more than 10% of the deals across the software sector in, in March were in data and automation. A couple of interesting ones to talk about. Logic, um, logically, uh, this is an 18 million Series A led by Vitruvian. This is social media fact-checking software. Um, obviously quite um, uh, quite uh, uh, um, quite a hot space at the moment, I would imagine. Encompass, now this is a really interesting space. So this is a, a KYC AML, know your, um, know your customer, uh, anti-money anti laundering software business uh, that raised um, 25 million in growth capital and is right in that sort of sweet spot with Quantex, Ripjar, Comply Advantage and these, uh, these businesses that are growing very rapidly on the back of kind of next generation KYC systems and there are others. So that's a very interesting to see more money going in and arguably more competition for some of the leaders like Quantex are there. It's a business I've talked a lot about in the show over the last year or so. Um, business consumer continues to be busy, busy, nine deals in there, and fintech, eight deals, but no mega deals in fintech, which we're normally seeing one or two hundred million plus fintech deals, either in the neo banks or payments typically. None of that this month, um, and um, so good run rate deal flow, but nothing really chunky. So what's the outlook like for VC? Well, it's really interesting. It's a bit of a it's a, it's, it's a bit opaque, to be honest with you, in the sense that this could just be a blip and we might see another 500 million plus deals next month um, and we're back above a billion, raise, uh, billion raised um, a month again. But I do sense that there's some caution and we've seen, as I talked earlier in the show, about the best of my venture partners, um, you know, significant share price compression from the very highly valued listed uh, SaaS stocks and, 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 the, and, the, and a halving of that valuation on average over the last 12 months. And I just can't help thinking that is going to have an impact on late stage, uh, late stage VC. Does that mean some of these VC businesses, rather than going late stage, might come to the capital markets at some point? I don't think that's a realistic proposition, certainly not in the UK at the moment, but is it going to build up some kind of momentum behind some of these VC businesses rather than raising 100 million from a, from a late stage VC that they actually decide to go public as they may have done more regularly uh, before we started seeing these huge uh, late stage VC rounds a couple of years ago. So kind of the future, the, the next few months in, the, in, in UK VC land, a little bit in, in the balance, I think, at the moment, and we'll just have to see how the stats turn out. My gut feeling is that there will be some reduction in those late stage deals. It's just a case of uh, to what degree. So um, that's what's going on in VC. I'll finish the show as I always do with a look at what's happening in M&A. So last, but very definitely not least, looking at M&A activity during March, and um, um, it was a busy month, as with everything else, it was down, um, activity was down year on year, 48 deals in March, down from 79 in March 2021, but very solid volumes uh, relative to the, the recent months. Uh, within, the, within those 48 deals, uh, 14 were ICT services deals, down from pretty much halved um, on the previous year in ICT, and 34 of them were in software down from 45 in uh, the year ago period. So a significant drop in ICT services deals, slightly less in software. 
And looking at the quarter as a whole, 136 deals down from 170 in the quarter. Uh, but again, you know, pretty solid given how, um, how much there was, uh, how much activity there was in the first quarter of last year. So uh, where have been the key themes? As ever, enterprise very busy. Um, 15 deals in the enterprise uh, software space and uh, a couple of kind of uh, deals to, to, to pick out. Global Shares, this is a proprietary trading share trading platform acquired by JP Morgan, very chunky valuation there, double digit sales multiple for 560 million. That's our estimate of the size of the deal. And interestingly, I touched on this when I was talking about capital markets. Cofax, this is in the sort of process automation space. Uh, that used to be a UK listed business, funnily enough. I used to follow it back in the day. And uh, that's now backed by Tom Bravo. That acquired after a bit of toing and froing uh, in a bid process, Tungsten Network, which is an invoice process automation in a 52 million pound. Not much above one times revenue for that business, one and a half ish times revenue, but still a 45% premium to the share price. So that's a very interesting uh, deal and it and plays into this idea that we're going to see more public companies going private as valuations are, relatively speaking, under pressure in the capital markets relative to what we're seeing in private equity. Um, elsewhere in enterprise, continuing uh, M&A activity from the usual suspects, uh, one deal from Advance, one deal from Access, and actually Reward Gateway doing another deal as well uh, during March. So that kind of ongoing uh, consolidation in enterprise software continues. In fintech, um, eight deals in fintech, so decent, solid month. Um, the big one to pick out is Papaya Global acquiring Asimo. That was we think was about 134 million. Sterling deal, busy also, reasonably busy in business to consumer. A big deal there was Auto Trader acquiring Autorama, more in the media, uh, data, media, uh, technology space. And um, so overall, I would say a, a, a solid and fairly typical month in, uh, in software. In ICT services, quieter, um, total of um, uh, 15 deals in ICT services and um, lots of what you know, the run rate convergence types deals that we've been seeing. I'd like to just pick out partic one particular deal, uh, which is the Telefonica Tech's acquisition of Incremental Group for 140 million or around 14 times underlying EBITDA. And I think this is interesting for a number of reasons. I think it demonstrates kind of three key themes that we've talked, I've talked a lot about and are growing, if anything, in the ICT services sector, ICT services sector at the moment. One is um, everything data related. I talked about this in the last section, talking about VC and um, IT consulting generally is very in demand. Layer over that if you're involved in IT consulting in, the da in data and helping customers with data issues, then you are doubly in demand. Incremental groups in the Microsoft space, but it had acquired a business called Adatis um, a few months back. And um, that was one of the key reasons that it was attractive to, uh, to Telefonica Tech. So this whole idea of sort of data, everything data, particularly in IT consulting, uh, plays into this deal. Um, secondly, the buyer of Telefonica Tech, as was CanCom's UK business, which Telefonica bought uh, not that long ago, and they are on the march with M&A for more M&A. That business itself was built up of a few uh, UK-based businesses over the last few years, uh, run by Martin Hess. And that is just the trend of large corporate, um, large corporates looking to acquire in ICT services. So we saw that with this deal. We've just seen it at the beginning of April. And I'll talk more about that next month. Talk Talk acquiring Virtual One in the telco services space. So that's a, an ongoing trend. And thirdly, our friend convergence, uh, whether you're talking about IT to telecoms convergence or whether you're talking about business model convergence where IT managed services and value and reseller businesses are looking to acquire in, in project and IT consulting services, there is consolidation and co convergence going on wherever you look within IT services. So this deal with Telefonica Tech and Incremental sort of ticks three of those boxes and is very interesting from that perspective. Um, 
So that's look at M&A, um, very kind of a, a busy, solid month for M&A. What's the outlook like? No real change, I think. Uh, the PE buying bills are showing no sign of, of letting up. Uh, and if anything, we're getting, we're seeing more of those as more PE deals look to uh, build uh, through acquisition. So I think we're going to continue to see a, a sort of solid uh, a flow of M&A. And as a result, I think we're going to see solid valuations in M&A. There's no reason why we would see a, a dip in valuation. The big caveat to all of this conversation about valuation is, is that trading remains solid. As yet, we're not seeing any uh, commentary from management teams that the, the uh, consumer weakness, weakness in consumer confidence and business confidence as a result of the war in Ukraine, the supply crisis, the cost of living crisis, any crisis you care to mention. We love the word crisis these days, don't we? Um, well, Ukraine definitely is a crisis. Um, no, no argument there. Um, so uh, we're not yet that seeing that translate into any weakness in trading from the tech sector. That obviously, if that does come along, will uh, almost certainly have an impact on valuations as people are concerned about where that's going to lead. But for the time being, valuations in M&A as they are in PE are pretty stable. So that's it for this month. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show and uh, I will be back next month with a round of everything that's been going on during April. <laughs>